Hey, I'm Emily Jordan, and this is Emily Jordan Radio, my podcast, where I host interviews and solo episodes to motivate, inspire, educate, and entertain you. I'm a 20-something hardcore empath, creative spirit, and women's personal trainer, and I'm really interested in the relationship between what we think of our bodies and how we show up in our lives. This podcast covers everything from physical health to personal development to just figuring out how to live happily and healthily. I write, record, edit, and produce every episode myself, and it means a lot to me that you're here listening. You can find more of my life and work on Instagram at double underscore Emily Jordan double underscore or online at www.emilyjordan.me or you can contact me directly at emily at emilyjordan.me. Thanks for being here and let's get started with today's episode. What's up friends? Welcome back to another episode of Emily Jordan Radio. I am excited to be back recording in general. I'm aiming to be more consistent this year with uploads and episodes and things like that. And I already have a ton of ideas in the works, but I'm also just really excited for this episode specifically because it feels a lot like teaching, which I absolutely love. So in this episode, I want to walk you through the actual initial consultation process that I take all of my training clients through when we first start working together. And I want to take you through it for a couple reasons. The first is it's not your typical personal training or health consultation. If you've ever worked with a trainer at a gym or anything like that, you've probably had one of these like initial sit down conversations with someone, either the trainer themselves or the head of the department or something like that, where they basically just get a health history, make sure you're medically cleared to train, ask you what you want to accomplish or what your goals are, and then you just hop to it. And all of this information is very pertinent. It's fine. I also include this in my own consultations as well, because for safety and efficacy reasons, you need to know these things. However... You also need to know a lot more and discuss a lot more if you're interested in really helping people make real progress and real changes in their lifestyle. If you just want to train safely, you can probably stop at the health history portion of the consultation. But if you want to train effectively, if you want to train across more realms than just the physical realm, like if you want to be effective in guiding behavioral change, thought pattern change, both of which are going to lead to real physical change, then you need a lot more than just your typical personal training consultation covers. So that's one reason I want to walk you through this um, here is it's probably not like another consultation that you've had. And if you've never had one in the first place, then all the better. This is going to be a great first time experience. The second reason I want to take you through this is because maybe you're starting the new year wanting to make some changes to your health or your lifestyle. Maybe you've even tried before to make changes to your health and now you're back in a similar spot to where you started and you're trying to do it differently this time. Maybe you're already into a good health and fitness routine and you've already had a conversation like this with someone. This can still be beneficial because I think that the more ways you can think about what you want and the more angles you can approach it from, the more likely you are to actually get it or find out what it is you actually want and quit going after something you only think you want. And what I mean by that is maybe you've spent years trying to lose weight. Um, I got to lose weight. I got to be under X amount of pounds. I've never weighed this much. And you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. You've started and you've restarted only to either lose a few and then you gain it right back or you just straight up maintain for all those years. Maybe you don't actually want to lose weight. You just think that that's what you want. Maybe you actually want to be capable of things. Maybe you want to alleviate pain. Maybe you just want to feel better. You want to sleep better, digest better, move better, have more energy. Maybe those are the things you really want and you just got caught up in the weight loss race from culture, from media, from society, right? 
So regardless of where you are in your health and fitness, maybe you're just starting, you're restarting, or you're smack dab in the middle of a journey, I think this is going to be a really beneficial process and inquiry for you. So you can approach this episode like a true student. You can grab your note-taking supplies, or you can just listen along and maybe pause to think about any of the questions, or you can just straight up listen all the way through like a normal podcast and think about what you want to think about. It's totally up to you. So let's dig in. Okay, so a typical consultation starts like this. First, like I said, I do start by gathering general information. How tall are you? How much do you currently weigh? How old are you? And these things tell us maybe what your quote unquote ideal or healthy weight range is given your height and age. They tell us whether or not we need to maybe put a heavy emphasis on joint health, um, older clients, for example, or whether or not you're in a place um, of benefiting from weight loss, from weight gain, or just weight maintenance. Another thing I add here that most other consultations don't cover from my experience is just measurements in general. Um, Yes, consultations will cover measurements um, like height and weight. Those things are pretty objective and they're also helpful measurements to know. But I also like to gather any measurements that are of particular interest or concern to the client. And I'm also not going to make them record any measurements. So are they interested in waist circumference, quad circumference, hip circumference, things like that? Do they want to know that information? Is that going to be helpful or valuable to them? For some people it is. For lots of women, they're not so interested in numbers like that. We tend to not be um, so data focused in our um, health and fitness, or maybe they're more concerned with things like tracking their clothing size. And again, this is pretty subjective in terms of it really depends on the store, right? Depends on the type of clothing. But most women know that they're generally a medium or they're pretty much a size 10, 12 or whatever, right? And maybe that's what they're really trying to do is get to a different size. And that's what motivates them or that's what they want to be held accountable to. This is both something for them and something for me to be able to check in on and say, hey, how are our pants fitting? How's that work dress fitting? Things like that. So I leave this totally up to the client. Like I said, I'm not going to force people to record measurements. Um, I don't see a point in measuring and adding values to numbers unless the client already feels connected to them in some way. I'm much more concerned with women feeling better or feeling like they're making progress rather than them actually dropping a pant size. Because if you go from a 12 to an eight, but you feel like shit when you get there, I don't really count that as a win, right? So after I get those kind of general stats, we get into a health history and a current health information gathering. So what I want to know first is, have you had any injuries, surgeries, illnesses, et cetera, that would impact your movement or your nutrition? Um, having your wisdom teeth out, probably not relevant to your health journey, right? Having knee surgery, relevant. So I want to know from a safety standpoint, safety in movement and safety in any nutrition advising I would be doing, what's the sitch? What do we need to be aware of? Next, I want to know what have you been doing for movement up until now? And again, depending on the person and the age, we can go as far back as is relevant. For younger women in their 20s and 30s, for example, this might be high school, maybe even late middle school. Those things could be relevant because that's going to give us a snapshot at how active or inactive these people have been and the intensity of that activity for the previous 10 or 15 years, right? For my women in their 40s and 50s, approaching 60s, 
I don't really care what you did in middle school. Um, I want to know what your adult physical fitness has been like. Do you walk? Do you play tennis? Do you run? Do you take exercise classes? And when was the last time you did any of that for at least once a week, more than a month? And that's my general gauge on consistency. And obviously I apply this to women in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, I want to know what have you been doing in the, in the past and when's the last time you were consistent, meaning one time a week for more than a month. So let's say you used to take exercise classes three times a week but that was five years ago. I do want to hear about that. Number one, for your current capabilities and, and to kind of know your your level, but also number, number two, why'd you quit? What happened? What was going on? I want to know about that situation to know how, how we can avoid that same thing happening again, right? So as you're thinking through this at home or on your own, think about the last time you were consistent. One time a week for more than a month. And maybe that's where you're at right now. Um, think about why you were or why you are consistent. And if you're no longer consistent, think about why you aren't. Did your schedule change? Did you get bored? Did you get tired? Were you not seeing progress? What was it? Think about both why you are consistent and why you aren't. These things matter. And then I want to know about food history. So we're not really talking necessarily about current diet yet. I want to know what you've done in the past. Again, that worked or didn't work and why it worked or didn't work. If maybe you've been a vegetarian for an extended period of time, if you've done keto, if you've done Weight Watchers and you've had a lot of success on that, I want to know those things. Number one, again, just so I can have that information as we move forward making a nutrition game plan for you. And number two, so I can help you think about, hey, what has worked for me or what have I done that didn't work at all so I don't need to waste time retrying that, right? I want to know what you used to eat, how you used to eat. And I also want to know about a client's history with their food relationship, how they might have viewed food or used food in the past, for example. And questions I would ask here or that I'm going to ask you now are, have you ever had food anxiety or have you ever gotten worked up about what to eat, what to order when you're out to eat? Have you ever felt like you were just maybe just a little too concerned for your own comfort with your food intake? Um, do you have any history of binge eating, like staying up late and eating a lot of treats? Um, have you ever felt like you had to sneak food? Have you ever been afraid of foods? Maybe you're afraid they're going to make you fat or make you gain weight. Um, do you have a pattern of emotional eating, even in a good way? Like, have you used food to celebrate or reward yourself for something? Do you turn to food to relax? Do you turn to food when you're stressed? Things like that. Again, I want to know this information for myself as I work on building a new mindset around food with my clients, but I also want my clients to engage in this kind of introspection and thought around their habits so that they can maybe shine a light on what needs to change and what unhealthy behaviors they might have been using in the past, right? So once we've been through medical, fitness, and food history, we can then shift to present day. And just to clarify, when we're talking about present day habits or relevant present information, I'm concerned with really the past three months maximum, really no further back than that, unless of course it is relevant. Maybe you had some sort of medical procedure or illness that is still affecting you that was further back than three months. Like um, if you started taking an asthma medication six months ago, that's still recent enough to be considered. If you sprained your ankle four months ago, again, that counts. But in terms of like, what's your current fitness look like? I'm not so concerned with, well, six months ago, I was running three miles two times a week. Chances are the impact of that on your current health is probably gone. Um, you're probably in a great place to regain that habit, but in terms of that impacting your wellness today, probably not so relevant. So, Looking at a maximum of about three months ago, 
what is your current bill of health from a doctor look like? So here I want to know about health markers that you're concerned with, like maybe cholesterol, blood pressure, um, any hormonal imbalances, things like that. I want to know strictly from a medical perspective what you look like today. Then I want to know about your physical fitness and exercise currently. What are you doing in terms of movement in general? Um, Maybe things like walking the dog, you lift things at work, you play on a rec uh, sports team, things like that. And then what, if anything, are you doing specifically for exercise purposes? Now, if you do enough stuff just for like fun or you get your movement in by your job or by way of doing things like rec leagues, um, then I don't really care if you do anything just for exercise. But again, I like to know for knowledge and I like people to think about that. Think about how much movement you do in a given week for exercise specifically and then how much you're doing just as a natural consequent of your lifestyle, the way that you live. Are you walking to work? Are you parking far away? Are you going to the dog park every Sunday? Are you going on a walk every night? Um, These would be things that are maybe just constant sequential movements, that's still 100% count as exercise, but you might not be doing them just for exercise, right? So then think about what you do do just for exercise. Do you take classes? Do you go on a run? Do you lift weights? Do you work out at home? What are you doing with the intention of working your muscles or elevating your heart rate right now in your life? I want a snapshot of your current physical movement habits as a whole. And then finally, same thing for nutrition. And much like we did with your nutrition history, I want to know what do you currently eat? How do you currently eat? Meaning, um, do you eat at home? Do you eat at work? Do you eat on the go, in the car, in a hurry? Are you eating while you're standing up? Are you present while you're eating? All those things. Because believe it or not, just adjusting from eating in five minutes to eating in 20 minutes can have a big impact on how much you eat because you're going to feel fuller if you take your time. Um, And then also... What is your current relationship with food? Are you stressed out about it? Are you confused? Are you fearful of it? Do you feel misinformed? What questions do you have? What are you struggling with? And then I also like to understand what people like to eat and how their schedules allow them to eat so that I can help them come up with functional, effective behavior changes in their nutrition if necessary. Um, So I'm not going to give the same recommendations to a stay-at-home mom as I would to a college student, as I would to someone who works overnights and things like that. And this is something that I go much more in depth in in a nutrition consultation, but these are still surface level things I do address in just a general consultation because people's food habits greatly impact their performance in the gym. And even if they're not a nutrition client, I do want to be aware of their food habits so that I can help them in their gym performance too. Okay, so after that kind of general obvious stuff, um, body stats, history, and current food, fitness, medical status, it's time to talk about why you're here. Why are you wanting to work with a trainer? To get what? So this is basically the time where we talk about your goals. And this is really important. Um, this is a super important part of the conversation because number one, I need to know what people are desiring so that I can help them get that. Number two, I need to help people understand the broadness of goals, meaning we're not just here for physical goals. I want to talk about things beyond that that maybe they haven't thought of, and that's okay. And number three, I want to make sure our goals are realistic. I don't want to spend three months working with someone who thinks they're going to lose 20 pounds with one session a week and then have them disappointed with themselves and with me when they don't get that. And this is a really hard conversation to have sometimes, at least for me, because sometimes I have to say that's a really great goal. Those are really great things, but not on your timeline. Or that's definitely something that we can do eventually, but we're really not ready for that right now. 
And another part of this is just helping people set goals in general, because a lot of times women especially don't like to set goals and we just don't. We'll say things like, oh, um, I just want to tone up a little or I just want to be able to run. And both of these are great. But what I would follow up with is what does toning up look like and what does that feel like? You need to get specific about those things. And then um, why do you want that? For things like I want to be able to run or I want to be able to squat pain free, I would ask, um, how far do you want to be able to run? How fast? Um, how much do you want to be able to squat? And why do you want those things? So part of this is to gather information for me on what we need to be working on. And part of it is also to help them figure out exactly what they want and why they might want that or what they might actually want instead, like we talked about earlier. And then whether or not that's a realistic thing to be going after, right? So I break this goal discussion down into three different parts. And these are the three questions that I have for you. Number one, what kind of physical or physique related goals do you have? So this would be anything like, um, I want to lose weight. I want to gain muscle. I want to see more muscle, things like that. So think about first, what kind of physical goals do you have? And then number two, what kind of performance goals do you have? So this is anything you would like to be able to do. Like, I want to be able to squat pain-free. I want to be able to do a pull-up. I want to be able to run three miles without stopping. I want to deadlift 200 pounds. I want to sleep all the way through the night. Whatever things you'd like to be able to do, let's talk about those so we can make sure we're actually doing workouts or talking about things that move you towards those desired abilities. And then number three, what kind of health goals do you have? And not everyone has goals in this category. Um, I don't really, but this is things like I want to have lower blood pressure. Um, I want to lower my resting heart rate. And maybe also things like I want to improve my digestion. Um, This is more goals related to what I call doctor health, things a doctor would be concerned with, and usually more number-driven or data-driven goals too. So again, I like to break goals down into physical goals. What do you want for your physical appearance or for your body? Um, Performance goals. What do you want to be able to do? And then health goals. What quote unquote doctor health markers do you want to work on? Okay, and then next in the consultation, I move on to training specific questions. And this is both a chance for me to ask questions regarding our actual training time together and also a time to talk about training and how it works because I've run up against a lot of frustration in the past when you get further down the line with a client without having this conversation. Um, When people don't understand how training works and maybe why we're focusing on um, the things we're focusing on or why I'm encouraging the things I'm encouraging, it can be really frustrating. So I like to first just get an idea of what they're wanting out of our sessions, but I also want to educate them on why we're doing what we're doing and how they can also be a part of their progress. And I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute. So my first question for you, fake client, is what kinds of exercises or movements do you enjoy? Do you like barbell movements? Do you like circuits? Are you open to trying anything? Are you particularly scared of certain movements? Have you maybe done something in the past that you really liked? I want to know, and if you're out there on your own trying to work on your own training plan, you need to know what you like to do too. Um, What feels good? Why? Do you like arm stuff? Do you like leg stuff? Do you really like to sweat? Um, Why do you like to do those things? Because they're fun? because you think they're most effective, because you feel good doing them, because they make you feel good. Um, And then I want to look at the flip side of that. I want to talk about what kinds of exercises or movements you don't 
enjoy. Uh, Maybe you hate jumping. Maybe you never want to do sprints. This doesn't mean we're never going to do those things or if you're training by yourself that you should never do the things that you don't enjoy. But I can also try not to plan entire workouts around things that you don't enjoy doing or that a client doesn't enjoy doing. And if you're again, training on your own and just using these questions to guide your own training plan and you're thinking of things you don't enjoy doing, don't avoid them. Make sure you include them in your workout, but try to think about why you don't enjoy them um, and then try to get better at them. So I like to get an idea of what clients enjoy and also don't enjoy. And then I also just kind of let them know what my typical training looks like, um, which is almost always focused on strength. So big barbell movements supplemented with dumbbell work and some cardio interspersed in there as needed and desired. Um, In the same line of questioning, something I ask clients that isn't really maybe so relevant for you because we aren't actually working together is what do you expect from me as a trainer? So maybe a way you could turn this around on yourself if you're not working with a trainer is what do you expect from your own um, workout sessions, from your own training sessions? What are you anticipating or thinking is going to happen in a typical session? Again, either with me as a trainer or on your own. So rather than me just saying, all right, this is what I do. I want to know what a client is looking for when they come to me so that I can make adjustments to my approach as needed or just tell them what a typical session is actually going to look like. This is also something I ask in an introductory session where a potential client might be trying to figure out if they want to work together or not. So I usually already have some idea of what people are looking for and they also know what I do too. But I still like to have this conversation and say, hey, Are you just looking for someone to count your reps? Are you looking for form correction? Are you interested in chatting or talking throughout our workout? Or do you just want to come in and zone out and listen to some music? So again, you and I are not working together, so this might not be relevant for you. But if you do work with a trainer, this would be a great thing to talk about or let them know so that you can both have a good experience. And again, on your own, this is kind of a good conversation to have like with yourself, be clear on what you're looking for out of your own workouts too. Are you just trying to get in and get it done? Are you trying to relax? Are you trying to use this as a stress reliever? Like try to have some awareness of what you're expecting from yourself out of a workout as well. And then, like I talked about earlier, I actually like to tell my clients why I do what I do in terms of training, not like my career in general. Um, I like to explain to them, look, I do weight training and I focus on the barbell barbell movements that I focus on because getting stronger and lifting weights is actually the path to almost every body change that people are seeking. Weight loss, toning, muscle gain, anything. And it's also just plain healthy. Um, And I believe in training people in a healthy way. I also do my best to explain that the most effective strength training is strength training that's done on a plan consistently and constantly seeking progress. Meaning we're going to be doing similar workouts every other week or so, so that we can try to get better at them. We're not just going to do something different every time you come in and you can do your part by letting me know when you can move up and wait or when you can take shorter rests and things like that. I want them to know what kinds of progress I'm looking for in their training so that they can be a part of helping make that progress happen instead of me asking every time, hey, can you go heavier? How does that feel? Are you ready yet? Um, After every exercise, right? I also try to take time to explain that just because we're lifting heavy things does not mean they're going to bulk up or they're going to get too muscly. I totally respect this concern and I understand everyone has different physique goals or things that they want to avoid. However, there's a misconception that lifting heavy weights makes you look like the Hulk and that's just not true. So 
I tell them, look, we're going to lift heavy. I'm going to push you to lift heavy weights. We're going to do it safely and we're going to do it progressively, but that is our goal. So anytime you can move up safely, let's do it. Don't be afraid because getting stronger is going to help you grow muscles, which in the long term is going to help you achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve, Um, whether that's losing weight or seeing more muscle or getting stronger in general. And this is also the point where I walk through cardio explanations, Um, how much cardio, what kind, how long, all of that. Um, We talk about recovery procedure and the value of taking days off, what to do on your days off. I talk to them about how to eat in conjunction with their training and with their goals. If we're trying to get strong, then they need to make sure they're coming to me in a fed state, not on an empty stomach, right? If they're purposefully trying to gain muscle, they're going to need to eat differently than if they're really trying to just drop body fat. So I actually go over an explanation of our training, uh, my training approach, our nutrition approach, so that they're involved, so that they're aware, which also leads to a personal investment on their part and a connection to their training. So if you're out there working on your own, my advice would be to try and understand why you're doing what you're doing. If you're taking classes, if you're running, if you're following a strength training program, Do some research, ask some questions about how certain things are benefiting you and your goals so that you can feel invested and connected to your participation rather than just having the box checking mentality, right? And the final section of the consultation, pretty much my favorite part actually that I go through with people is what I call forgotten pieces of the puzzle. And this is especially important to talk about in from my previous training experience in gyms, it's not really talked about until people hit a wall or you develop a relationship with your trainer where you can talk about these things. Um, So I like to talk about this stuff at the very beginning. And I also want my people to know that I am here for so much more than just training sessions. Um, I train the way that I train and I approach personal training the way that I do because I believe it's all much more complex than just wanting to lose weight. And that's why conversations like these are so important for me to have with new clients. So the first kind of forgotten or even just unaddressed piece of the puzzle is boundaries. How far are you willing to go? What are you willing to do and what are you not willing to do? Ask yourself those questions. It's important to get clear on that right now so that you don't later beat yourself up for having that pizza or going out with friends when you said at the beginning, I'm not willing to give up social occasions for what I want in my health and fitness. If, however, you say now, I am willing to give up some social occasions, I am willing to miss out on some happy hours, then number one, we can expect a different kind of progress. And number two, we can revisit that boundary at our next consultation if it's maybe too much and we can see how that's going. Um, Maybe you change your mind. Maybe you don't want to stick to those things. Either way, it's important to figure out how far you're willing to go, what you're willing to give up and what you're not willing to give up in order to get the things that you want. And you have to know and I take it as my responsibility to help clients know this, that you're going to have to give something up in order to get what you want. If we keep everything the same, you're going to get what you have right now, which based on the fact that you're here or that you're meeting with a trainer or interested in this, I'm assuming you don't want that, right? Um, There's a quote about this that I love that says, if you aren't willing to sacrifice something in order to get what you want, then what you want becomes the sacrifice. So the first thing to consider here is, How far are you willing to go? What are you willing or not willing to do? Are you willing to wake up early? Are you willing to miss some social outings? Are you willing to spend some time cooking? Or are you not willing to sacrifice sleep and instead you have to sacrifice 
one gym for another because another one's closer and lets you sleep later? Are you not willing to sacrifice social outings and therefore you're going to make some sacrifices at home to allow for those treats when you go out with friends? Are you not willing to spend Sunday afternoons cooking uh, because you'd rather be playing with your kids, Um, but you are willing to spend money on prepared meals from a meal prep company? Know where your boundaries are, and if in three months you don't see the progress you want to be seeing, we can reassess those boundaries. Next, I like to talk about what a client's responsibilities outside of our training sessions are because sometimes people think, um, well, I have a personal trainer, I'm working out three times a week, and that's all I need to do. And three months in, they're like, nothing's happening. And so to try and prevent that situation from popping up, I like to talk ahead of time about what their responsibilities are as far as outside of our sessions in order to ensure that we're seeing the progress they want to see. So for most people, this is things like Make sure that you're being mindful about your food. Make sure you're sleeping well. Make sure you're eating before a workout, things like that. Um, So make sure you know what you need to be doing beyond your workouts in order to contribute to your progress. The next forgotten piece of the puzzle is getting your people on the same page, letting your social circles, your family know what's up, right? Look, the more people you can get on board with this or at least um, let them know that this is something you're doing, the better. Let people in your life know, hey, I'm not saying you have to be about this. I'm not saying you have to make any changes to what you're doing, but I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to get happier with my body. So I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z for the next few months. And it would be really helpful for me if you didn't do or if you did do blank. I think it's important to tell people close to you, um, your partner, your roommate, your coworkers, if you're close with them, your friends, if you see them often, what you're trying to do and why, um, and make sure you talk about the why because this helps people respect what you're trying to do and then tell them what you're doing and how they can help. If your people are truly your people, they're going to help you. They're going to support you. And I promise you this whole thing is so much easier with a team and with people helping you rather than trying to do it in secret or even doing it against people. You don't have to guilt anyone or ask them to do it too. This is your thing, but you can say, Can you help me wake up earlier? Can we not go out on Thursday nights? Can we cook together? Anything like that to just get them on board and let them know how they can support you. This is super easy, super effective, and super worth the potential awkwardness that you may be feeling about having a conversation like this um, that maybe you've never had before. So get your people on board, make them aware of what you want, and don't try to do it all alone. I promise, I promise, it makes a huge difference to have people around you supporting you and not bringing you down, even if they're not doing it intentionally. The fourth piece of the puzzle that I think sometimes we forget to address is our expectations. So many women go into their health and fitness journeys or start a diet or begin a workout routine with these great expectations of having a totally different body in three months. And while you can definitely make very noticeable progress in three months, depending upon the work you put in, you still have to manage your expectations and you have to be honest with yourself about the effort you're putting in and the reality of healthy body recomposition. If you're looking to get more toned, for example, that actually requires two things. It requires you to put on muscle and then it requires you to get to a body fat percentage where that muscle is visible. And that's a long, steady process. It's not going to happen in three months, and that's okay. Um, But don't feel disappointed in yourself when you feel like you're busting your ass in the gym and then you're not seeing what you want to see. It takes time, 
And most changes that we want for ourselves are also kind of multi-phasal, meaning they're going to happen in two or more processes or parts, not all at once. So I think this is a really important conversation to have with new clients and women in general um, is, yes, set some lofty, challenging goals, aim high for sure, but also be realistic with your expectations so that you don't wind up playing a losing game, okay? And then finally, This last piece is almost always forgotten, especially for us women, because many of us are just so desperate for change that we'll risk so much, including this, and that is happiness. Um, Yes, I talk about happiness and enjoying life in a personal training consultation because at the end of the day, at the heart of all of this, that's what this is about. It's not about losing weight or getting muscle or being able to do a squat. Um, Those things are great but they're just gateways. Um, They're just pieces of the bigger picture, which is to be happy, to enjoy our lives. And in order to be able to do that, we have to have a certain level of body satisfaction and and abilities and self-like. We have to have a good relationship with ourselves. Otherwise, I just don't believe that we can be truly, truly happy. We can have great lives. We can do lots of awesome, happy stuff. We can achieve great things. But if every night we're crawling in bed in a body that we hate, if every morning we're looking in the mirror at someone we don't like, we're just not happy people. We're not. So I talk to my clients about number one, how that's the biggest priority here is their happiness. And number two, I ask them what types of things they do to be happy. What do you do for fun? What do you do to relieve stress? What do you do to calm your anxieties or your worries? What makes you feel good? And I tell them, make sure you do that. Do those things. Yes, be healthy. Yes, eat well. Yes, move often. But don't ever sacrifice your mental happiness and your enjoyment of life to change your body. I absolutely think your body plays a role in your happiness. And if it is in some way inhibiting your ability to enjoy your life and enjoy certain activities, then yes, we need to maybe redefine what happiness is and we need to prioritize our health. But I would never ask a client to miss out on truly happy, enjoyable things to be at the gym or to stick to a nutrition plan. The bottom line for me is if you're not a happy individual, then you're already an unhealthy individual. So no matter what we do in the gym or no matter what foods you eat, if you aren't enjoying your life, if you're not excited about who you are, none of those things matter as far as I'm concerned. Happiness is part of health. I want my clients to know that and I want to help them prioritize happiness and joy and stress management throughout our time together Because I really believe that those are part of being healthy. Okay, so that's what a typical consultation looks like. Um, My goal is, yes, to gather information. But more than that, it's to help the people I work with understand themselves and their reasons for being here. And also help them understand the depth of my approach and how this is really so much more than personal training. I hope that that was helpful. I hope it was informative. Um, I'd actually be curious to hear maybe what came up for you, what you discovered, or what you heard that you haven't heard before. As always, thanks for tuning in. If you want to support this show, go ahead and give it a review in iTunes. Um, Make sure you're subscribed. Share it on your social media. That would be awesome and really mean a lot to me since this is just a personal side effort and something I do purely for fun and hopefully as a way of guiding, inspiring, and educating you. Have a great rest of the day and I hope to catch you in the next episode.